Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Hi, everybody. My name is Shruti Ramaswamy, and I work for TechSoup. Uh, I absolutely love working in the nonprofit sector. I get inspired by the organizations every single day who are doing the work to support their communities, and I am excited to play a small role in helping them out. I live in Montclair, New Jersey. I grew up here on the Jersey Shore, and I love being on the East Coast. Uh, the most interesting thing near me is a little waterfall that is overlooking, and you can see the New York City skyline, so I absolutely love that. I envision a future that features more equity, more inclusion, and more people who have an opinion and a voice getting the opportunity to be able to be recognized and heard. I stay connected to people through technology and thousands of different applications. I think I mostly use WhatsApp. I use that fervently. I use it all day to keep in contact with my family members, with my friends, with different groups of people over time. From a professional perspective, I use LinkedIn religiously as well as uh, Chief, a platform for women networking. Women. Did you say Chief? Mm -hmm. What is that? Chief is a platform for basically women in executive positions across all different industries. And the goal is really to support and have a community of women support each other in learning how to be professional executives and do more with the space that we have. Wow, that sounds empowering. Yeah, it's exciting. It's like a little community of practice slash support group all in one. Yeah, and they have mentorship, they have really cool speakers that they bring in, and I've already met a, a lot of interesting people through it, so it's been great. So I get the idea of tech and soup. But when you put those two words together, what are we talking about and why do they exist? Tech soup is basically the melting pot of all of your technologies together that you can come and get. And soup is this comforting thing. And I'm hoping that tech soup is a comforting thing for the nonprofits that we serve as well. But for us, what tech soup is, we're a global nonprofit. Uh, we, are, we exist, our mission is to support other charities around the world, around the sector, um, civil society actors in using technology to further their own mission. So our goal is really to help um, other nonprofits do what they do best in their communities. So when did that even start? TechSoup actually started as an organization called Compumenter in 1987. It was started in San Francisco and Compumenter is like exactly what it, it was. It was there to help distribute like excess technology that existed with uh, software companies to nonprofits who might need it. But you can't just throw software at somebody and say, okay, you can use it. So there was a mentorship involved and helping organizations understand the technology and learn how to use the technology so that they could leverage it in their own operations. And so that's how it started. What can a small nonprofit expect help with? A small nonprofit, you can come to TechSoup or any of our partner sites. Uh, we operate in every country around the world. We have partners that help do that. We have a TechSoup global network. When you do so, you come in and you register, everything is for free. What we do is we understand who you are, we validate you as an organization, which wherever jurisdiction that you are, and understand what offers you might be eligible for. When you come onto TechSoup, you can look and actually see a catalog of 
over 400 programs and corporate partners who have donated or provided discounted software solutions to nonprofits. So that might include completely donated products, that might be an, a significant discounted product that an organization is making available to you. And then on top of that, you'll also be able to see content to help you support and navigate decisions on what products that you'll need, uh, events, webinars, video content, as well as support and services. So we'll also be able to provide you installation support or ongoing help desk support or managed services support. Uh, we try to provide a lot of tools to help organizations make that decision and understand how to navigate their own digital strategies. And that leads me to this one. What are the top three needs do you see in nonprofit dynamics? I mean, it's not just technology, is it? No. Not at all. I mean, we recently conducted a global survey and one of the things that stood out was one in eight nonprofits has the financial resource that's needed to implement their own digital strategy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One out of eight? One out of eight NGOs has the financial resources required to implement the strategies they say they need to succeed. Wow. Access to resources is a huge thing. There is still a huge amount of barriers for nonprofits to be able to leverage technology to the place that they even want to. I started my career out as an IT consultant. One of the things I learned probably the quickest out of everything was technology is one part of the answer. Process and people are essential uh, to making anything succeed, particularly any type of technology. So as nonprofits are evolving and thinking about the new landscape of technology that's even out there, they have to think about all of the different resources that they need. How are they going to use the small funding that they have to be able to leverage that technology? And where is the technology actually going to be the most impactful for their own operations? and volunteers, as well as the communities that they serve. I think there are a lot of different areas. I think you said top three. So I would say funding, um, understanding and access to the resources. And the third is just the support and skill set to be able to use that technology effectively in their organization. This whole challenge of organizations to be able to function in a knowledge ecosystem using technology it has to be a little bit scary for an IT person, a CIO, whoever's running the, the digits over there, the hardware software components of the organization to say, we're going to go down this road and, and plan on that being the road for mm -hmm. at least three or four or five years, right? I mean, isn't just the constant revolution of new technology the, as much the issue? I think it's hard to keep up with the pace, but I even think in some ways, like having somebody assigned in that role is also not necessarily the norm for most nonprofits. Most nonprofits are wearing many hats. So you have somebody who is program manager, the office manager, as well as your IT administrator, right? So thinking about planning for a digital strategy in and of itself might seem like a luxury. You're kind of just like taking on what you have to and solving the next problem at hand. And so a lot of that is how do you even come up with effective digital strategies for your organization that work when you're not, you know, a technology person yourself? Does TechSoup get a lot of questions about what they should be planning for versus going through the shopping list and say, oh, I can get this, I can get that. Yeah, that's great. But what do I need five years from now? I think we're starting to see a lot more of that. 
I think a lot of times, and I would say that's kind of the evolution of TechSoup too, right? Is like people had one technology stack. You were using Microsoft platforms, you were using everything in Microsoft, right? Today I use Zoom, I use Outlook, I use Slack, I use Google, depending on who I'm talking to. So like you're amalgamating, your tech stack is really, really different and disparate um, based off of your funder, based and every single donor has their own kind of rules as well. Right. So, I think that um, what we're seeing more of is how do I create a digital strategy that can help me in the future? And I think there's a lot more recognition across small businesses and nonprofits alike that having a digital strategy is gonna be really essential to ongoing operations. And I think a lot of that, particularly with nonprofits, if you think about it, they are spurred by serving their community's needs, which are always evolving, but they are most impacted by natural disasters, by COVID, by things that are external that impact you. And so all of a sudden you have to shift your operations. You have to do something different. You have to be resilient. And a digital strategy can really enable that resiliency in a way that you know it's really hard to do otherwise. Well, we've talked about TechSoup. We've talked about the challenges and what the future is. So let's talk about you. How did you get here? Um, as I mentioned before, I, I actually started my career out as an IT consultant. I worked for IBM. I was really like a normal uh, CRM consultant. Um, I learned about consulting on the job. I learned about IT on the job. I learned about, you know, being an adult on the job. So everything was there. Um, I loved it. I loved learning about different problems. I loved being able to go to different customers and learn about their kind of environments and think about problem solving in a much more with methodology behind it, with structure behind it. And it was exciting to me, but the things that I loved the most, and I particularly worked with the public sector, what I loved and what I still love about IBM in some ways is that they stayed on for the implementation. You know, we mm. didn't just consult and then go away. We, we implemented the solution. And that was always my favorite part because you get to see yeah. the yeah. impact that yeah. you have. And that to me was like so exciting. I remember I worked on the 2010 census. We built like call center operations everywhere. And it seems like really far from impact, but you know, it was every part of it was exciting to me. It was like being able to impact little communities in different rural areas of America who get employment opportunities now, developing a new skill set there, bringing in new technology solutions and making things a lot more simpler and faster. But then I realized after a while that that was the part that actually excited me and I wanted to do more of that. I made the decision at the point to leave consulting and it was also perfect timing for me because I was also starting to think about my own family and thinking about roots for myself. And if anybody's a consultant living Monday through Thursday, not in one place, it's hard to do that. So I decided to get my master's in international relations. And I focus specifically on the role of private sector in developing sustainable economic growth. After I graduated, I was looking for roles and I came across TechSoup and it was I don't think I would have been able to dream up my dream role, but this already existed. So it was like basically saying you can use all your consulting skills, but you could do it for the impact that you're actually looking for. I started at TechSoup program management and I, I you know, helped operate some of our programs. And since then I've been excited to take on more of a strategic role and think about what do we do for the future? What are the sector's needs gonna be for the future? And how do we make sure that we're gonna meet them?
What's been the most rewarding part of this journey for you personally? The most rewarding part to me is the moments or the calls that I have with a nonprofit who's just like struggling. And it could be the simplest thing of like, I can't find my password or I don't know how to get into something or I've called 5,000 different support lines and I just don't understand how to use or activate. Yeah, and they're just mad. And like, it's like, it is. It's like, you've just wasted five hours on something that you could have been doing direct service for, that you could have been writing a grant for. And like, those are the things where, and then they'll say to you like, oh my God, thank you so much. And you're like, wow, I just like actually (laughs) helped someone today. That feels great. You know, you don't get that a lot. And sometimes when you're particularly at TechSoup, we're serving people who are serving people. So to feel that direct impact every now and then, that's like always the most rewarding part. And I remember somebody once asked like, oh, do you put your phone number on all your emails? And I was like, yeah, because I want them to call me and I want them to be able to help, you know? And those are are the things that uh, I feel most valued. So what was the spark for you that helping people was important? Was that a childhood thing or where, where did that come from? Did you have a mentor, a family member that showed you that that was important or are you just born that way? You know, I, w- I wish I could say I was born that way <laughs> because it would make parenting my children a lot easier and say, it's not me. <laughs> uh, like growing up, we always definitely had this idea of making sure that we were grateful for things mm-hmm. and being able to understand. I had a, I came from immigrant parents who are first generation in America. So everything was really about like taking advantage of every opportunity that you had, giving back in every opportunity, knowing that we were really privileged because of the things that they were able to do for us. I have to say it was probably college that it really reflected on it because it was mm-hmm. the, I, I went to school in Washington, D.C. So I just learn from a lot more different cultures, uh, different people, people out who were not out of, in the yeah. US. Um, and then when I started my job and started going to really different rural areas that I had never been to, there were a few things. One was people's acceptance of me in their place. They were so excited to meet somebody who had a different background than them. They were like, are you Indian? What does that mean? Uh, Like, tell me about your culture. And, you know, I had a lot of preconceived notions going into that, like, oh, are people going to be uncomfortable with my presence? And and they were open and they were generous. It was really clear that like the just having the exposure to different people was really enlightening for them. And it was enlightening for me. Like I learned things. Now, I remember the first time I was in one of our call centers in Kentucky, I had asked, oh, where are you from? How far did you travel? And they said, well, three hours. And I was like, you came three hours for this job? This was providing an economic option that didn't exist in their community. And to me, that was like, I didn't, Uh. I was probably 22 at the time. And it was so impactful for me when I had been given job offers and choices and thinking about those things to say, you know, they are putting everything into this job and we're providing that we're providing at least an infrastructure, even for a limited time to be able to give that opportunity. And that like, you know, reflecting on it, I was like, I want that feeling. Like I want to do that. (laughs) Not just helping, but providing options for something better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's important work. And I think, you know, recognizing that I had those options because my parents gave me those options and they did a lot to make that possible for me as immigrants here. And, you know, the least I can do is make sure that I'm opening the door as well. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. That is a great feeling. Uh, So thank you for sharing that. Before we go, could you explain to me what knowledge management is? Well, if you had to guess, what do you think knowledge management is? 
I would guess that knowledge management is making sure that you have an opportunity to take all of the things that you are learning that you want to learn or that you want people to absorb or know and creating a structured way in order to access share and manage that. Wow, you should be teaching this stuff. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that was pretty spectacular. Well, thank you, Shruti. It's been an absolutely joy to, to, to spend this time with you and hear your perspective. And thank you for sharing your experience. Thanks, I appreciate it. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook. <laughs>